Hello, and welcome to the Third Floor Corridor Harry Potter Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kyle, joined by... Stephanie! Our b co-host. Uh, today we will be covering chapters 11 and 12 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, that being, let me see here, the Dueling Club and the Polyjuice Potion. Interesting couple of chapters. We actually... It's a rip-roaring good time. I feel like... Simultaneously, we have a lot happening in these chapters, but for how long they are, not a lot happens in these chapters. There's a lot of, what would you call it? Filler? Not filler. I would say a lot, not, maybe not of note, but of... Well, I feel like we... It's something worthy of criticism. I feel like we get a lot of dialogue scenes, which have a way of, like, taking up a lot of of page real estate without, um getting that much done but that's neither here nor there as always i don't actually remember how this chapter ends or Uh, starts well it it starts with um harry is he wakes up the next morning and he has just finished oh right he wakes up and he's like i got my arm and madame comfrey is like let me like bend your arm and make sure it didn't like grow back wrong like your joints work and everything which Man, Skelligrow is pretty cool. But she decides that he's fine, and Harry has a brief moment where he's like, oh, um, Hermione and Ron didn't come to see whether or not my arms grew back. <laughs> That's a bummer. My my only friends. Well, you know, he's he's got his buddy Colin here with him to keep him company. But, uh, it, it bothered me so much because the, what we see here at the very, very beginning when... Harry runs in, he he tries to find Ron and Hermione, he can't find them, he sees Percy, and Percy mentions, I hope they're not hanging out in the girls' bathroom. I I think literally every time Percy enters a scene, he's, like, acting shady. Yeah. Like, he's somewhere he's not supposed to be, or he looks like he just left somewhere in a hurry. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that I I paid attention to now, and I'm like... It's like the secondary mystery of this book that no one cares about. Yeah, if if he were, like, more interesting and people cared about it more, he might even be like, oh, is Percy the, 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 the evil, like, Arabs? Yeah, maybe. Was he supposed to be a red herring? Because I, I don't understand any other reason why he would need to keep his relationship a secret. It's very silly. I don't understand it. Especially... Like, Especially because, I don't know, how old is he at this point? 14? Percy is 15? Uh, 15. 16. Next 16. year is his last year. Oh, yeah. 16. Yeah. He's 16 years old. Yep. So, perfect. You, you could reasonably be dating someone. Like, yeah. you have good grades. The, I don't think the Weasleys are like, no dating allowed. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I think so. the Weasleys would be more like, all right, you can date, just don't get pregnant, please. It happens a lot very quickly. We're like rabbits. <laughs> But, anywho, he, he sees Harry and is like, like you said, he's like, oh, you better not be hanging out in bathrooms. And Although, like, yes, the bathroom. Good, good Quidditch game. Your your score earns Gryffindor 50 points, which, sidebar, I don't, I know the point system is a sham and Quidditch is a sham. And we know they're related somehow, but I don't understand how, because... I, I don't know how either. I think that we get a little more data on it, um... In three and five? Yeah, but I feel like we don't, though. We never get, like, an explanation of, is it like, get an explanation. if you win, you get X amount of points, 
or... I don't know. Right now, we can make an assumption that you get 50 points if you win. <laughs> okay. That's the only basis we have to go on. Yeah, but that seems a little like a not lot. great to me, because then it's basically offsetting academic points with sports points, which yeah. is not really good to me. I think the point system should be purely academic and or, or behavior-based. Yeah. Like, if you're well... Be That's why I always say Ravenclaw should be just killing it. They're well-behaved. They're smart. They're they're yeah. motivated. Hufflepuff, too. Well-behaved. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like uh, maybe if like a teacher helpful, sees... Friendly. Yeah, if a teacher sees you helping out your fellow student, or you offer to, like, I don't know. I mean, if they actually, like, deducted the points they should for, like, bullying and slurs, Slytherin would have, like, negative. That's something that I'm, I am going to bring up because this uh, chapter has the dueling club. Not a lot happens in this chapter. That the, the 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 fear starts to kind of build. With yeah, the it's it's getting it's getting real dark because everyone knows about Colin. We find out, but Harry Harry rushes off to Myrtle's bathroom, which I I'm sorry, it's a terrible spot to do what they're doing. I don't know that there's a good one, but what if someone I know they say no one goes to the bathroom because Myrtle's there. I'm like, what if someone needs to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Or is like, wants to hide because they're afraid of getting murdered. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I and, don't know. I think it's a terrible, terrible I, plan. I think it's later in, well, it's in the next chapter where they mention the, the potion is like billowing smoke. And I'm like, no one notices this? I, it bothers me a little bit, especially because I feel like later on, in later in later books, whenever they need to kind of do something like low key like this, mm -hmm. they're skilled enough wizards and witches at this point that they like bewitch it so that like people can't see it or like I don't know. I feel like they they have the capacity to do stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. But now they don't, and they're just like, oh well, moaning Myrtle is so annoying <laughs> that. Well, People I do like, they kind of have the arrangement of, like, she just cries in her toilet, and we if we leave her alone, she'll leave us alone. But Harry goes in, and they meet back up, and he's like, oh, Colin got petrified. And they're like, yeah, we know. This is Hogwarts. Dumbledore told everyone already. <laughs> he, like, grabbed her body yeah, no, he at doesn't, breakfast. He doesn't like... make an announcement. He just goes to the most gossipy people, and is like, hey, hot tip. Colin Creevy got petrified, and they're like, oh. and then it just spreads like wildfire. But they're the, I think the potion is going well, but I believe they're at the point where they need ingredients they don't have. Yeah, they need uh, some, some select ingredients, which they mentioned that at this point, two things. One is related to the Polyjuice Potion, and one is related to the state of the school. The children are now so terrified that they have begun... Banding together. Well, they mentioned that it's like packs. first years are banding together. Yeah, but they're scared. And I yeah. think that that's really messed up that like all the kids are so scared that they're like so afraid. Well, I think this is them coming to reality. They should all be that scared all the time in Hogwarts. Right? I'm starting to think that, especially since towards the middle of the chapter, they mentioned that it's only the second week of December. So all of this has yeah, happened. And that, that does come back to halfway through the year. There's something we brought up. I feel like that'll keep getting worse and worse. Is like these students have been petrified for a very long time. You yeah. you seem to care about Colin Creevy. Uh, he basically misses out on like more than half of his first year. One hundred percent. It's so bizarre. But something that happens is 
Neville buys a bunch of amulets and ta- they're like oh there's like a weird like bustling trade for like amulets and talismans and things to keep kids safe because they're so afraid of getting getting yeah and everyone's like Slytherin. neville he goes after it, you know muggleborns it's and... the best neville line i think that he has in the whole series where he goes well they went after filch first and everyone knows i'm almost a squib that was such a weird line to me too it's like they didn't go after filch they went after his cat but yeah. I, I just think it's so funny it's like, oh, yeah. i mean neville neville in the early books is basically like a joke character yeah but the thing that bothers me is like if neville can send off for all these talismans and stuff like i don't understand why they can't send off for the ingredients that they need oh no he's not he's not them. sending off for these he's buying them from other students I mean, but it's yeah, where a, are they an, getting it's them? It's an in-school black market. Yeah, but where are they getting them? The Room of Hidden Things. You know these aren't actually magic, right? They're just, like, crap that he's buying because he's stupid and gullible? Probably. But, like, I feel... Oh, probably? I, I feel like you could. Like, I, like, what happens if a kid, like, runs out of shit? Like, like there must be a mail order form for Diagon Alley. Well, you also have to consider, though it is not mentioned, there are students going to Hogsmeade. That's true. Why don't people just be like, hey, Fred, George, uh, maybe you want to get me some some powdered bicorn horn and... See, I feel like Fred some... and George are, like, above that kind of thing. Like, I don't... I couldn't see them selling someone, like, placebo scam items. No, I don't think that they would do that, but maybe they could get... He could get them the ingredients instead of them having to steal them from Snape. Yeah, maybe. Like, that'd be easier. Well, we no? we never hear about a potions ingredient shop in Hogsmeade, so that's, what are you going to do? That's true, but the other thing that happens is they mention again here that Ginny's really upset because she's a first year. Which and... we we talked about this a little bit the other day. Uh, man, the, I, there are some breadcrumbs for Ginny, like the reveal at the end that she was behind it all, but not enough to where you actually no. suspect her. Yeah, they, they like, mention, oh, the roosters are dying. Like, like the oh, most you get Jenny is she seems upset, there. and, like, that's understandable. She has every there's reason there's to some be. upsetting stuff happening here at Hogwarts. And they mention that all of the first years are are upset, and I'd be like, yeah. And they even mention that, like, Ginny sat next to Colin Creevy. And I think that even Harry and Ron and Hermione, like, the evidence for Malfoy is so strong that it bothers me. Even up until the point where Harry starts talking to the snake at the end of the chapter... It bothers me that people suspect Harry as much as they do, but suspect Malfoy not at all. We'll we'll, we'll get to that because it's really it's real dumb. It's the amount of like stuff that points to Malfoy. Like obviously he's the red herring, mm-hmm. but he is in Slytherin. He is a racist who openly disparages and is and, mean and, and is cruel openly in support to, of what is happening yeah at openly the in support he uses racial slurs on the regular seems pleased by what's going on he's again in slytherin he's like um, your your tailor-made villain character yeah and they even say like i thought that it was pretty solid reasoning at the beginning of the chapter they're like yeah uh, colin was probably just malfoy was probably I mean, so mad about what happened at the quidditch game colin was probably in the wrong place at the wrong time and Malfoy was got him. Like, Which, you mentioned that I wanted to bring up. There's a thing that happens in some of the books, I feel like the later ones more, where Harry kind of, like, comes up with a theory pretty early that ends up being right, which I don't know how I feel about it in certain instances. I feel like he locks his way into it. Ron has the inverse of that, where he jumps to conclusions really quickly and is so completely wrong and off the mark every time 
that I love it. Like, there, there are these instances you get where Ron's like, well, hear me out. I think that he was mad about Quidditch and he got him. And they were like, well, I mean, maybe. I don't think that that's a poor idea. But Ron is right about Gilderoy Lockhart. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that much is true. But I'm trying to think, when, do they, when in this chapter they steal the ingredients? Is that before or after the dueling club? I think it's before? before. It's before. Yeah, they have their little caper, which is, again, kind of dumb. My thought is... Okay, so first of all, before we get into that, they, they mentioned it's the second week of December, and they start passing around the sheet. To be like, who's gonna? Who's stay? staying? Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle are staying. We, Another we never, weird thing. We why? never. I, I was gonna make a note on that, but then I was like, oh, I'm sure he mentions why he's staying when they interrogate him. He doesn't. He doesn't. There's... He's just staying. He's like, oh man, I like this place now. All the mudbloods are getting turned to. No, yeah. That's another thing, and they mention that that's suspicious because he always goes home, and it's like, yeah, that is suspicious. Why isn't he? Yeah, it's it's really off, but I have to to mention this. Their plan to steal the ingredients is during class, they will create a big distraction, which to be fair, they do. Hermione will sneak in, grab the ingredients, leave. Why don't they just go at night and use the invisibility cloak? That would And more to that point... Why did they never use the invisibility cloak until, like, the last quarter of this book? They don't even mention it. You're right. They do not. They I, do the not first instance ever. I can think of is when they go see Hagrid when he gets sent to Azkaban and they're hiding. Yeah, that's true. They really don't use the invisibility. I, I would have definitely. The only I, thing I'd be I using think, that shit all the time. I probably think that I would, too. The only thing that I'll give the feds for maybe they didn't do it is because, I don't know, I think that at the end of the day they're, a, they're a very afraid of Snape. And mm-hmm. the idea of being caught in, if they got caught in his, cha- in his like private stores in class in full view of everyone, I feel like that's less scary than potentially getting caught in the middle of the night by yourself alone with Snape. Well, I think the fact that you caused an explosion prior to it offsets the uh, safety yeah, concern. But he... anywho, their plan is the, uh, Harry throws a firework into Goyle's cauldron of uh, what's Swelling it? solution. Swelling solution, which makes everyone like horrendous mutants. Yep. And Hermione sneaks in and grabs it and Snape is like, weirdly like impotent for Snape is like if I find out who did this okay, class dismissed. And I'm like, you way to, way to look into it, Snape. But anywho, they do get the ingredients, and Hermione basically says, like, I think the potion needs like another two weeks, two weeks says. to stew. But they're 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 looking good. Yeah, looking good for Christmas. But they find out there's there's like a, a buzz going around the school. They're gonna have a dueling club, which is weird. I'm wondering if maybe club was it meant to be a reoccurring thing, or do the British just have some strange kind of definition of the word club that I mean, we wouldn't I, use yeah like this seems like more of a dueling seminar although yeah. maybe it was so or disastrous session. that yeah, maybe they, they never had another one i mean i'm trying to decide who made that call dumbledore wouldn't be like no your club's canceled he'd be like oh someone the snake almost killed someone and harry used the devil speak on it cool that sounds i might go to next week's meeting that sounds are there other clubs at Hogwarts. There should be clubs at Hogwarts. There are, there are clubs at Hogwarts. You have the Gobster, what's it, Gobstones Club. Oh, yeah. There are other clubs, I'm sure. That's amazing. I guess I the Quidditch teams are technically clubs. 
I guess, and in a sense, they're, it's a team. There's no other sport, though, either, I don't think. There should no. be, like, a wizard... There should be, like, a chess club, a wizard chess club. Yeah, I'd, I'd be we surprised if there club. wasn't, but... Anywho, they... They're like, oh, yeah, let's go to this dueling club. Might as well. It'll take our mind off of the imminent threat of petrification. And or death. And or death. Which I think is probably was Lockhart's plan here. He's like trying to raise morale, I guess. Yeah, we're going to make the kids all happy. Um, Although I, I do question the point of this. I think someone says, looking at the, like, bulletin board where this is, like, oh, I wouldn't mind learning to defend myself so I could stop the beast. And I was like, a, be a, a beast is not going to duel you. It seems like the only outcome of this would be a, a, an outbreak of student duels happening. The way that they fan antagonism during the set, it, it, you see it in the session. Like, yeah. they fan I so much student antagonism, it is beyond fucked up. Well, I feel like the whole point of the dueling club is A, Harry learns Expelliarmus, which is like his signature move, and B, everyone learns he's a parcel tongue or the a thing, snake telepath. I always I think that, I, I, I do touch on that in a second, <laughs> I do think that, I've always thought it was really fucking lame that they mention in later books, they're like, yeah, it's his signature move, and I was like, it's the lamest fucking signature move in the world. Well, I think the point is supposed to be that it's non-lethal, like, especially in the later books. And I was like, you know, it's a really good spell. Stupefy. Yeah. Y you know, technically, if you stupefy someone, they are disarmed because they are unconscious and they will drop their wand. Yeah. I like that. Stupefy. I, I really love oh, that one because oh, then you can also tie them up afterwards. Although... I feel like this is something that's always been inconsistent to me, is the effect of Expelliarmus. Sometimes you hit someone with it, and like it's like a whimsical, like, oh, the wand flew out of my hand. Sometimes you hit someone with Expelliarmus, and they fly across the room and slam into the wall. I feel... I'm, I'm, we're gonna have to like look at instances like in, of it in the books, because I think it's always disarming in the books, nope. but in the... Uh, the first instance we get... Of Expelliarmus, Snape launches Lockhart across the wall of the room and he slams into the wall. Well, to the point idiot. where they think he's unconscious. I guess maybe Snape did one with, with some oomph. Maybe. But basically, they, they split them up and explain, like, yeah, we'll be dueling. You bow, you hold your wands like swords, and you, I guess, defeat your opponent. Yeah. And they kind of, like, split up and Snape comes and is a dick and he's like, no, Malfoy and... and Potter. I, again, another instance of Snape very deliberately fanning the flames of student antagonism. He knows that Malfoy is an asshole. He knows that it's not going to be it's, a, a learning experience. He knows that they're going to bully. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't like his character, but Snape is so out of character in this book. Like, he... Usually his his overall, like, theme in most of the books is, like, he's antagonistic and a jerk, but he is behind the scenes working toward the same common goal. Yeah. Which, like, first book you have that, third, fourth, like, all of them pretty much yeah, until he could... goes, like, deep cover. Yeah. In this book, he's literally just, like, fanning the flames, trying to get Harry expelled, and... No, the antagonism that and the way that he behaves in this book, it's... Again, like, I think we said it earlier, this book is, like, the gas leak year. Yeah. No. Like, everyone is, 
very passive. Uh, Nobody behaves the way they're supposed to. Yeah, like, you would think, like, McGonagall would be, like, really up in arms of, like, oh, we really gotta do something about this. One of my students was attacked, like... And that's another thing. There is, like, no official response to this. Like, no. they mentioned that younger students are banding together. The school should be like, hey, uh, we're gonna have the suits of armor patrol the halls to keep everyone safe. No, they, they like, seem it, to have done nothing. Even, honestly, just, like, kind of, a, even just, a, like, a show of force or something to inspire some confidence. No, they don't or be like, we it. We got all the ghosts. All the ghosts are patrolling and keeping an eye out. It, it really, really, really bothers me because, again, and, and, like, we look at Snape. I don't like Snape. It's not, it's not a secret. But even I have to say, this is not Snape, like, Everybody behaves so out of character. You can't yeah, like, look at the way that anybody you, behaves. Say what you will about Snape, but he is like kind of a man of action who gets stuff done. And in this book, he takes no actions and he does nothing. He takes no actions, he does nothing, and he does a lot of things and takes a lot of like weird pleasure and stuff that ultimately, if he were a good person, or if you're going to make it, even an argument that he's a neutral person, he shouldn't be taking pleasure in. Yeah, I guess. But... Anywho, hate Snape, but we got the dueling club, which is fun. And of course, Malfoy is pretty immediately, like, he jumps the gun and hits Harry with the spell early. And, oh man, talking about Snape, I'm glad you mentioned. They decide to, like, do a demonstration, because yeah. everyone's doing really bad. So Lockhart gets Harry, and Snape gets Malfoy, which they have... I, I like the interaction with Harry and Lockhart here, where Lockhart's like, oh, I'll show you how to block spells, and he does a complicated movement and drops his wand. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just do what I did. And Harry straight up is like, what, drop my wand on the ground? And I was like, I love when Harry sasses people, because it doesn't happen enough, and no. it's great when it does. Yeah. Maybe it's so great because it's rare, but I, I just love that he gives it to him, and, and Lockhart just has to pretend not to notice yeah, like, and but talking about snape they mentioned that he's like whispering tips to malfoy it really makes it seem like he told malfoy to summon the snape the snake he didn't summon a, a smaller snape he summoned a snake <laughs> yeah oh my god <clears throat> am do i like that's how i interpreted that dude I, I didn't even think about that but do you think that dumbledore told snape to test Harry He's to like, see if he the, could. The ball's not rolling fast enough. Harry's not doing enough with his parcel tongue. I want to see Get if into he it. can do it. Let's do it. And then I mean, you... that was my interpretation of it. It Dude. makes it seem like Snape is like, you know what would really fuck with him? Summon a snake. Yeah, I, I do think that that's a little weird because ultimately he summons a snake. And Which, maybe it's, it's me. It's a that little off. That seems like advanced magic yeah it seems like a, a spell that has this isn't snake. like turning a rope into a snake this is like just bam snake yeah it seems like something that he wouldn't know how to do and also it doesn't really line up with the type of magic that he had been launching at harry prior to this moment yeah prior to that you get like like jelly legs and like make you laugh spells and then he's like i summoned a snake at this point everyone's like oh no not the snake ah and I, I, I get snake. it. Like, I don't like snakes, but I like... I like them. They're cute. No, they're terrifying and they, they murder you with their venom. Oh my gosh. They're so cute, though. Mm, okay. Uh, agree to disagree. They're wriggle but, boys. But 
at this point, Snape is like, I'll deal with this. And Lockhart's like, I'll deal with this. And he basically just, like, pisses the snake off by throwing it in the air. Lockhart has the effect on the snake that he has on every person he comes across, which is pissing it off. And so after this, I guess Snape is like, all right, I, I guess you got this. And he watches as the snake tries to make a beeline or a snake line for Justin Finch Fletchley, whose name I hate. It's hard to say. But he's like, oh, oh, he's just frozen. Like, oh, no, snake. I'm like, man, you're, you're in a room full of people. Can no one do anything about this snake? Can nobody handle this snake? Well, Harry steps in and he's like instinctively is like, stop it, snake. No, bad snake. And the snake, they say it was immediately docile. Yeah, the snake just is kind of like, oh. Which is where I get like, I think there is like a... When, like a like a force of will aspect to parcel tongue. I, I made a thing here where I said this interaction and the interaction at the zoo, the two instances, I do agree with you now. I think that it's pretty clear that parcel tongue has at least in part is at least a telepathic component. Yeah, because this snake was pissed off. Like yeah. if a if you were a pissed off person going to attack someone and someone you didn't know said, "Hey, stop it." You'd be like, "Fuck you. I'm I'm mad." But this snake immediately goes from, like, pissed off to, all right. Yeah, he gets completely docile. And Harry even says that he senses that it's Yeah, like, not he, knows, going... he knows it's safe now. Yeah, and then the other thing about it is that I thought back towards the first time we ever see Harry use parcel tongue. And it's during the, the, the incident at the zoo. Yeah. And there's glass between him and the thing, so... It really shouldn't be able to hear him hissing at it. Like, you can't hear... If you go to the zoo, you can't hear a snake on the other side going... It'd be very muffled. Like, so my thought is that's another indication that there's an extra layer. It's not just audio. It's not just, like, language. I I love when this happens. I just thought of something that doesn't really add up. At this point, Harry basically is like, Yeah, I did it! And Justin is like, What do you think you're playing at? And he storms off. He's a muggle-born. He, he doesn't know about Parseltongue. This, to him, should be like... He should be confused, not angry. Well, at this point, I'm not shocked by it. Because at this point, he already thinks that Harry's trying to kill him. Before this point. Yeah, but he has the reaction you would expect from someone who knows what Parseltongue is. It's, it's something that bothers me um, from the movies as well, though. Where Hermione is consistently... It doesn't happen in the books, but something that happens in the movies literally all the time where Hermione is the lexicon of all things wizarding. You love harping on this. It bothers me. She always uses like fun wizard like turns of phrasing. Like she never, she's, I'm like, you're a muggle-born. Well, that's what, that's what I'm that? saying. I'm applying that logic to Justin here. It's, oh, yeah, it's an inconsistency it, it, that's present in both. Yeah, the only thing that I, I'll, give, I'll give it for is that Justin, all, like at this point I'm like, okay. It makes sense that people are now suspicious yeah, but of if, Harry. If I had a person who this, I thought was out to get me and I found out they could talk to snakes, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Well, apparently everybody looked at the situation, even though from our perspective, and I guess because we're viewing it from Harry's perspective, it seemed like Harry was telling the snake to back off. And like its behavior in sequence should add up to like what actually yeah, happened. But, this... but everybody views it as Harry telling the snake like basically egging the snake on but also Malfoy summoned the snake yeah we also talked about how stupid it would be like why would you think Harry would egg on the snake to attack someone 
in a room full of witnesses. It's so dumb. Like, if you think Harry is this conniving, sneaky person who's been petrifying people and and completely been unspotted, and now you think he's just going to be like, yeah, Snake, get him. Get him, Snake. Like, what? No, it's... It makes no sense. It doesn't and make any sense. I actually sense. will bring that up later when they're in the library. It's dumb. But anywho, Snape vanishes the snake, and I don't know how Lockhart and Snape are not both fired for this whole fiasco. Well, also because not even the, the snake thing, that's messed up enough, but they even say, like, when they're before this point, Hermione's in a headlock, somebody else is bleeding from their nose, like... Yeah. Like, the kids are attacking each other. What are you doing? Nothing. They should be fired. What is But this? anywho, another thing I don't like happens next, where Hermione and Ron basically march Harry out of the Great Hall, and Harry's like, wait, what's happening? And they're like, we gotta get out of here. And I'm like, why? Yeah, what's like, the big deal? They, they act like Harry just did something wrong and should be, like, hiding. And I was like, stand by your friend, guys. Yeah. You're being shitty friends right now. Well, they're, they're also really shitty friends later on be, when when Harry, he's like really upset about, like, he starts to get really, really bummed out. He's like, everybody thinks that I'm like this really bad person. And like, when he goes to, he tries to find um, Justin mm. and they're just playing, uh, I think it's at the beginning of the next chapter. No, no, no. It's at the end of this one uh, where he tries to find Justin and he can't find Justin and he's like fretting about well, it, and everybody's like, and her Ron and Hermione are like, if you're that bothered, just go fucking find him. Like, go, you're, you're jumping just ahead. Go. You're jumping ahead. I know, but it's just they, like they, they don't basically care. they go into the room and we get a powwow. Where they basically yeah. explain like, parcel tongue is not viewed favorably by wizards. I don't know why Justin freaks out. Maybe he doesn't like snakes and thinks that snakes and humans shouldn't interact. I don't know, <laughs> but they explain that like that was the trademark of Salazar Slytherin. And uh, you being able to do that might make people suspicious of you. And Harry's like, oh, no. And then they're just kind of like, okay, Harry, good talk. And they leave. Instead, we, I, we don't get a line where they're like, Harry, like, we know you're a good dude. Like, you can no, talk to snakes. It's fine. They don't, like, they're, stand by like, him. They're just real shitty friends for a lot of this stretch. Yeah, and I'm just like, guys. But anywho, yeah. They're, I think they're working on the potion again, or homework or something, where they do have that conversation where they were like, yeah, I don't know why you're so bothered, Harry. If it's really bugging you, go find Justin. And they're, and he's like, I'll do that. Yeah, and it bothers oh, me because... Oh, that's, no, that's when uh, Herbology gets cancelled. Yeah, Herbology gets cancelled because he's like, I'm just going to talk to Justin during Herbology because we, we have it with the Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. But it gets cancelled because of a blizzard. It Which, no, bo- couldn't magic your way out. <laughs> it, <laughs> out to the greenhouses. It bothers me so much that at this point in time, everybody is suspicious of Harry, but seemingly not the teachers, not anybody is investigating Malfoy at all. No one's investigating anyone. I know, but it's insane. Like even even the fact that like Malfoy summoned a snake, I feel is another. Like, yeah, like if if everyone's so on edge and like looking to point the finger at someone, you think it'd be like you just summoned a snake, and you yell a lot about like hate crimes. Yeah, like it bothers me that of all the people who could be to blame or could, at least questioned in connection with these incidents mm-hmm. malfoy is not he, his name is 
never brought up. Also, Harry's evidence is all like really circumstantial and you'd have to be really biased looking at it, which we'll get right into that. Yeah, he goes to the, he, he's looking around for him and he's like, I guess I'll check the library yeah. where he does find most of them and he overhears them a bit where Ernie McMillan, that shithead, yes, is just, asshole. no, I, if I'm Harry, Ernie McMillan is dead to me yeah, after this, like, wow, after this interaction. Maybe, like, maybe that's more my style. Like, if someone rubs me the wrong way in, like, an aggressive fashion, they're, like, an asshole to me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Unless they really redeem themselves, mm-hmm. which Ernie does not. Ernie is an asshole always. But they, they overhear basically talking, like, oh, yeah, uh, Justin's hiding because he thinks Harry wants to murder him. Like, he tried to murder him with that snake and he's the heir to Slytherin, and I wonder how he beat Voldemort. He must be a dark wizard. And I'm like, okay. I get that people would be afraid of dark wizards as a concept, but the rules I don't understand completely, because dark magic is such a nebulous concept, but it's still magic you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, even Voldemort has to find a book to learn what horcruxes are. No one... You can inherently be, like, an evil wizard... But no one is inherently a dark wizard. Like, so Ernie is basically saying, I think this baby knew dark magic that Voldemort did not know to defeat him. And no Hufflepuff. I really wanted a Hufflepuff. Uh, honestly, Hannah Abbott, the only one who looks redeeming here. Because she's like, no, Harry seems like I, a I, nice, normal yeah, guy. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. And she, like, clearly is, like, yeah, very afraid. She's, like, the only person who is, like, speaking up. Which I'm like, way to be, He's Hannah. always seemed very nice. He seems very, like, blank. Like, he just does nothing offensive. He just stands there. He's not a thinker. But Ernie's like, no, he had dark baby magic, which he defeated Voldemort with. <laughs> That's and I think, why Voldemort wanted to get him. And I think at this point, Harry walks out and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Although, Harry, I get he's upset here. He comes off really aggressive, which I understand, but it almost plays into their it fears. Because he literally like, pops out and he's like, Hey guys, where's Justin? And everyone's like, oh shit. And again, I'm like... At that you, point, if, I'd be like, Harry, why Harry, are you asking? Well, no. If Harry is being this... If Harry is the heir and he's being this obvious about it, he would be caught. Yeah. Well, okay. If if there were, in fact, someone trying to catch the heir. No. We're, the, again, the teachers are really into this. They're just like, yes. And they're basically like, why are you looking for him? He's like, I wanted to... Like explain what happened at the dueling club, and they're and Ernie's like, "You egged on the snake," and again it's like, "No, I I didn't. If I did egg, egg on the snake, it would have attacked him. If I'm gonna antagonize a snake, I'm gonna do it right. Yeah, if I'm gonna antagonize a snake, you know I'm gonna do it super well." And Harry basically leaves with like a good day, sir, and he storms off. And I'm like, "Fuck you, Ernie, Ernie McMillan, dead." Harry Harry has a lot on his plate right now, and I feel really bad for yeah, him. Yeah, and he's really upset, and he, like, stumbles out, and he's just walking around blindly, and he stumbles into Hagrid. Who... Well, because at this point, everybody's, like, pointing at him, and, like, that would be yeah. so mean to him. Yeah, like I said, Hogwarts students get this really dark mob mentality at times. Yes, yeah, they, they are like the ponies of Equestria. They, <laughs> they're, very, they're very taken in by... By that mob mentality they mm. all go in it doesn't matter how ludicrous the concept they're just like yes oh but anywho he stumbles into hagrid who is explaining that he's gonna go talk to dumbledore because someone's killing the roosters yes. and he needs permission to put an enchantment to protect them 
which fair, I guess. We get another breadcrumb here where it's like, oh, Ginny's <laughs> killing the roosters because the rooster's crow will kill a basilisk. I wish we got more like classic monster lore like this yeah. in the other. That's one of the things I do like about this book is like we learn all the rules of how the basilisk works and like it kind of matters. Yeah, it kind of sort of matters. The oh, the thing that bothers me about this though is like they mention like that Hagrid's coming in, he's covered in snow. The reason why Harry's even out is that there's a blizzard. And... I was I was more bothered by the fact that he literally it seems like he literally has to show Dumbledore that roosters are dying or or Dumbledore won't give him permission. But he basically explains this, and Hagrid, very astute of him, is like, are, are you alright, Harry? You seem like you're out of sorts. And Harry, like he always does, is like, yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. Well, because, I mean, even Harry, I think he says it in the in the chapter, He, in his at least in his head. He's like, I don't even know, I don't want to even, like, say... Yeah, no, like, I, I would do the same thing, but I feel like you could be like, yeah, I'm just bummed out because people think I'm, like, murdering people. And Hagrid would be like... Oh no, you're not a murderer, Harry, you're a wizard. <laughs> you're and, a wizard, Harry. But they kind of part ways and Harry almost immediately like stumbles upon Just the next scene fight. of the attack. Uh, which there are two victims this time. Uh, he notices nearly headless Nick, who is, I think they say he's like a dark smoky gray as opposed to his like pearly translucent yeah. white. And Justin is petrified and Harry is like, I think he, he's at first like, I could leave. And then he's like, no, someone might step on him. Uh, let me go get someone. And as he's going to do this, Peeve shows up and like alerts the whole castle and everyone rushes out. Which, it was weird to me because they mentioned that like all the doors just open. And I was like, it made it seem like Harry had to like go get someone. But if there were classrooms full of people... I would just like yell. <laughs> well... Peeves has got you covered. Peeves Everyone comes like, out and like there's this big confusing scene and Harry's like Justin almost gets stepped on and people are just standing in Nick. And eventually they get things kind of settled down. And we get some some more out of character stuff from Minerva McGonagall who's like, uh, Potter, you gotta come with me. And he's like, I didn't do this. And she's, I think her line is like, I know you didn't, but it's out of my hands. I don't know if she says, I know you didn't. She says... She just says, like, things Yeah, actually, no, that's right. Like, she's so, like, uncomforting in this instance. Like, on the way there, you could just tell him, like, Potter, I know you're not doing this, but don't, you know, Dumbledore said he wanted to talk to whoever finds the next victims. Yeah, like, but in this moment, I'm just like, Harry has the literal worst luck. To the point where I was like, maybe Dobby... If, if Dobby were smart, this would be his plan to make sure that whenever the Slytherin's monster attacks somebody, that Harry, oh, man. If he, this, Harry expelled that way. If this were Dobby's plan, it's a good one. Seems more like a Dumbledore plan to me. No, just to, like, fuck with Harry. Yeah, like, I, I suspect that Dumbledore might have done one of these petrifyings. I, I think so. Like, I, my, my suspicions are this one, but I think it's more likely that he did Hermione and Penelope because she was getting close to solving it and he was like, no, 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 that'll, that'll end the game. I need Harry to murder the basilisk with a sword. Yeah. You can't go solving things, Hermione. Yeah, you 
Stop being too useful, Hermione. You're too good. You you solved the escape room in five minutes. Let You're... let everyone else have some fun. Yeah, we're I'm shutting this down. Yeah, he totally but, got uh, Colin, yeah. and he totally got Hermione. He got Colin because Colin caught him doing something. Uh, I mean, I honestly <laughs> he was blackmailing him. I thought it might be like when when Dumbledore was going to get his hot chocolate. Colin was just like taking his picture and being annoying, and he's like. <laughs> he's just like not now colin it's like please i i i i need my hot chocolate he's like oh you're professor dumbledore can you tell me all about all the things he did and snap 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 bam petrified he's like, he's just oh. like i need my hot chocolate <laughs> jesus christ but the, he we get uh the first instance of dumbledore's office with the the gargoyle who always has the candy password and you get yep. the the magical stone escalator spiral escalator and basically, Minerva just leaves him here. Doesn't even say anything. Like Doesn't... this would be a good instance to be like, he just wants to know what you saw. We're trying to gather evidence. Like he said, this is not something a student could do, and or Dumbledore, a second year student. And Dumbledore was around during the last one. Yeah, like so he knows. He knows. They well, everyone. Everyone seems like th- that was basically. I don't think I had this as a note. But everyone seems like they're just fucking with Harry in this no! entire book. Ever, yeah, exactly. It seems like, like Dumbledore a went to Ron effort. and Hermione and was like, "Don't, don't be comforting. I need Harry to be like a nervous wreck. I need Harry to feel shitty, ashamed, guilty. Although alone. Although mentioning Hermione, Ostracized. I would think like I don't know that Harry would necessarily play this card. But I think if you're looking at the two big suspects, you have Malfoy, you have Harry. Harry is friends." With a muggle-born girl. That's one of his two best friends. And then you have Malfoy, who is a pureblood, who hangs out with two proclaimed purebloods. Yeah, and actively said, it bothers me so much at this point that nobody even says anything to Malfoy. Period. End of story. Because Malfoy, he has all of the things that Harry has, with the exception, with one exception that he wasn't around during um, Justin. Justin, he wasn't around for. But he shows up really 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 soon yeah. when miss norris is attacked like he's one of the first people that they witness at the scene and he immediately is like racial slur yeah <laughs> harry is just hanging out in the office and fox takes this opportunity to fuck with harry yeah again I, and I'm like... and and dies right in front of him and dumbledore walks in and i'm surprised dumbledore wasn't like what the fuck, Harry? You killed my bird. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's like, no. He's just like, oh yeah. Mm. It was, it was due. He, he looked like shit. But wait, he comes back. And he's like, all right. He, Dumbledore like does nothing here. No, he's like, 100%. Harry, is there anything you want to tell me? It's basically what his pitch comes down to. Well, Harry takes the moment while he's before he notices Fox to take the Sorting Hat off and ask oh, the Sorting Hat. Oh, yeah, he puts hat. it back on and the Sorting Hat takes this opportunity to fuck with Harry. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you would have really done great in Slither and I, I, I stand by it and it's like, you can yeah, literally the... see inside his head. You are such an asshole. Yep, absolutely. Fucking Sorting Hat. But Dumbledore shows up and is like, is there anything you want to tell me? And Harry thinks about all this stuff he wants to tell him but he's like, no, I don't want to tell you anything. And I'm what? like, I'm like, Dumbledore... Okay, at this point, even if you ignore the fact that Dumbledore can read minds, uh, Dumbledore, just say something. Just be like, Harry, I know this is a scary time and people are against you, but I I believe in you. And even if you don't want to tell me anything, you don't have to worry. 
If you don't want to tell like, me anything right even, now, you can tell me something even, later. Just lie. Just lie to Harry. Just say, yeah, we're going to figure this thing out. Just anything to give him some comfort. No. But nope. Gotta fuck with Harry. Can't have him feel safe. I, th- I feel like in this moment, if anybody had said anything even remotely comforting or kind to Harry in that moment, anybody at all, mm. I feel like he would have burst out with everything and told them yeah. everything. I do like, we do get the, the instance where, like, Hagrid bursts in and is like, Harry didn't do it. I saw him a minute before it happened and I was like, there you go. Alibi. Way to be, Hagrid. It's not although, really that great of an alibi, though. Well, he could have done yeah. it before. Although, done it in the opposite direction. Dumbledore, uh... Wow, that that would be really stupid. Which does tie into people. So do people think Harry's the heir, but just, like, bad at being sneaky? Because he gets caught at the scene every time. But anywho. It it uh, bothers me. But Dumbledore is like, no, I know he's innocent. It's fine. And I was like, okay. But he basically just, like, leaves. And and Dumbledore does nothing. As he always does in this book and will continue to do in this book. Yep. But that actually... Started off um the Polyjuice Potion. Yeah. Chapter, uh, chapter 12. The big waste of time chapter. Uh, which, it takes place during Christmas, which... Well, I think the uh, the most recent attack basically has the main trio be like, all right, we got to do this. And they, they look at when the potion will be ready, and I think they have it ready like Christmas Day. Yes, it'll be ready on Christmas Day. Like Hermione shows up in the boys' dormitory and like gives them their presents and finishes off by saying like, yep, potion's ready. And they're like, sweet. I, I always looked forward to the segments where they open presents. It's just so pleasant. Yes. I was like, it's the, only, it's the only bit of pleasantness in this th- book, but we know that it's Christmas and there's something that I want to bring up. What's that? At this point, Justin Finch Fletchley and Colin are both Muggleborns. Both presumably would be going home normally for Christmas break. Mm-hmm. What did they tell their families? Uh, I assume Dumbledore signed them up to stay for the holidays and just sent them a letter, like a, like a form letter that says, Hello, Finch Flenchley family. I have decided to stay at Hogwarts this Christmas because I love it so much. I am definitely not permanently petrified. Please have a good Christmas in my, a good, uh, circle which holiday it is in my absence. Love, Justin Finch Fletchley. <laughs> And they got the letter and they were like, that's our Justin. Such a wordsmith. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fucked up that you not only have these students who are petrified for a good chunk of the year, oh but they just like their families just don't care. Yeah, like they don't mention Dennis what Dennis Creevy doesn't want to talk to his brother about like all the cool stuff he's seen at Hogwarts. It's so Oh, it's fucked weird. up. And not to mention. They don't mention just, it. Just get the mandrake. I'm sure St. Mungo's has mandrake. They mentioned, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to make sure that they stay good. Uh, they make sure that they're not, like, too like, cold. I get, you have your mandrakes here, but, like, just it's still, it's still, I think, like, a couple months until it's ready. Yeah, and also, like, there's never... Actually, no, it's more. Aren't the mandrakes ready around, like, exam time? Yeah, like, in May or June. Yeah, so, real bad. It's just real, real bad. Ridiculous. But then the other thing is... And mind you, we know that this isn't the case, but if I were, like, an administrator, I would also want guards posted near the hospital wing, because these kids were attacked, but they're not dead. Yeah, are like, they, like, feeding them? Are they feeding them? But also, how do I know that the whatever's attacking these kids isn't going to go finish the job, you yeah, know? that's a thought. 
It, it, I mean, I know well, that it doesn't you, happen, but... What, are you going to take measures to protect your students? Uh, well, no. I, well, we can't anywho, do that. Uh, we do have the, the trio trying to do that. They enjoy the Christmas feast, and uh, they they basically have, like... It's just the Weasleys, so they all get to hang out. Something that happens before this, and I think it's a really funny, like, theory. It, it, there's, no, it, there's no theory, there's no truth to it whatsoever, but I think it's really funny, is in these, in these times preceding Christmas, before everybody goes home, everybody hates Harry. They're, he, he's more ostracized than he's ever been. People are pointing at him, hissing at him. They, they hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fred and George... Are, uh, are make, just making fun of the whole are, thing. Are making fun of the whole thing. And they are the only ones who actually make a, a reference to the fact that the giant, mo- the monster is a giant snake. They say, they're like, oh, he's going to sick his, his snake monster on you. Well, I think that was in reference to the snake from the Dueling Club. It could have been, but wouldn't very, it be hilarious? Prescient. Wouldn't it have been very hilarious if... Fred and George have already recognized that it was a basilisk, and just it didn't even occur to them that anybody else wouldn't know. Yeah, they're they're, they're too cool for school. They're like, what do you mean you don't know that it's a basilisk? Literally, what else is it going to be? We, we spent two hours in the library and cracked it. Like, and Dumbledore just came up to us and said, like, just sit on that information, and we we did. Um, it's ridiculous but anywho they their plan kicks into action after the christmas feast they're they're gonna turn into crab goyle and millicent bolstrode which hermione already has the hair from the dueling club when she was in a headlock not really it's actually cat hair but house elves got to be doing a shitty job if there's a cat hair on your robes like this far into term the house elves wash the robes how do you still have a cat hair uh in what like november december i think that he pulled she pulled it off that night yeah i no it happened at the dueling club no 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 like so she pulled it off like so when the dueling club that happened yeah but that's what i'm saying presumably this is a robe she's been wearing for a while household's got to be doing a shitty job washing it if there's still cat hair on it oh i assume that she had like a cat in the like I mean, in the school, maybe like how Hermione gets Crookshanks later, and well, it lives then, with her. Okay, then then I then it's sloppy on Hermione's part for not making sure. It, it bothers, yeah, it hair. bothers me that, that I'm like cat hair doesn't look like people hair. Yeah, does Millicent Bolstrode have a cat with the exact same hair color as her? Cat hair, cat, uh, anywho, cat fur does not look like human hair, so I never understood how that happened yeah. to begin with, and it's such a sloppy mistake for Hermione. I was like, yeah, it's weird. not great. Well, I think it happens because. Hermione gets benched for a lot of this book. She has like, to get this, benched. We this is like the her. Harry and Ron book. We have to bench her because otherwise... She's too effective. So their plan is they need to get hairs from Crab and Goyle mm-hmm. and also conf- make sure that they are like out of commission. So <sighs> Hermione cracks a plan to... I was going to sugarcoat it, but they kidnap them. Yeah. Uh, they, sorry, they drug and kidnap them. They put a sleeping potion in some big cakes, which Crab and Goyle, being idiots, immediately eat the big drug it, cakes. It reminds me of, um, Castlevania, like the, the cat, like the wall pizza. They're just walking around the castle. They're like, oh, look at these cakes. Yeah, who just is like, like, imagine you're just walking around. Crab and Goyle are Belmonts. Yeah. I, I imagine you're just, like, walking around. Like, you're, you're, imagine you're walking around your school. Go mm-hmm. back in time. You're in, let's say, high school. I mean, if, if I'm walking around school and I see just a cake hanging out, I'd be like, this is a trap. 
And there's just like two cupcakes sitting on the staircase going up to the second floor. I'd be like, this is, someone is a, is trying to trap or drug me. I gotta get out of here. Why would you, why would you eat it? Because they're dumb. So they knock them out and they throw them in a closet and they steal their shoes. And they go and they drink the potion, which very prescient to get the shoes. Hermione gets the bigger robes. Yeah. Although they're not smart enough to take their shoes off before they take the potion. But they turn into Crab and Goyle, and Hermione, they mentioned, has a high-pitched voice. And she's like, no, you go on without me, uh, I'll stay here. And they're like, uh, alright, that's weird. I mean, we just spent, like, a whole month doing this, but sure. Yeah, they're like, I guess we don't have the time to waste right now. So, they leave, and they're immediately like, oh, uh, crap. We, we don't know where the Slytherin common room is. Maybe would have and been they, a good idea. And they ask the out. first student they see, who's like, I'm in Ravenclaw. And they're like, oh. Uh, they have a... They're just, like, looking around. They're like, all right, the Slytherins always come out of the dungeon, so it's got to be near there. And they run into Percy, who is, like, darting out of a room. And... Do you think that the girl that they ran into, who was a Ravenclaw, was Penelope Clearwater? Maybe. And then she was, like, getting out of there before Percy? Well, I thought they ran into her, like, outside the bathroom, and they ran into Percy down in the dungeons. It's possible. But, I was just curious. But Percy is like, what are you guys doing down here? And they're like, uh... And then Malfoy shows up and is like, oh, you're trying to catch the air on your own? Get out of here, Weasley. And, and he's like, I'm a prefect. You can't talk to me that way. They're like, whatever. They just walk away. <laughs> Percy does nothing. <laughs> Harry, and Percy's a six, he's a sixth year at this point, and Malfoy's yeah. a second year. Yeah, doesn't Percy become head boy next year? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, I think he does. I feel like you're head boy in the sixth year. I think it's only seventh. But Harry never goes to his seventh year, and Harry becomes head boy. No, he doesn't. Doesn't he? No. He doesn't even become a prefect. I know he doesn't become a prefect. You have to be a prefect to become head boy, I'm pretty sure. I don't think you do. I'm pretty... Well, we... I don't know where you're getting this evidence from. We never learned shit about head boy. That who's Who's true. the current acting head boy? I don't Of know. any book? I don't know. Or head girl? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, they go, and Malfoy... They, they they really made the right call disguising as Crab and Goyle because you can be like really clueless and, and not no talk a lot. So they go to the Slytherin common room, which sounds just dreadful. Oh. Like I get that they're like bigots and stuff, but I'd be like, can we get like some light in here? Also, the password is pure blood, and are all Slyth- all Slytherins cannot be pure blood. It's not a great look. Too notable. They wanted to get the Harry in Slytherin, and he's not in pure blood, and. Tom Riddle was in Slytherin. Well, no, it's not pure bloodness that gets you into Slytherin. It's cunningness. I know, but like the password you know is literally pure blood. Really cunning and ambitious, Crab and Goyle. Ah. Yeah. So basically, they sit down, and thankfully Malfoy just spouts exposition. Like he he has a news clipping that uh, Arthur got in trouble, got fined fifty galleons. But he says something amazing here. What's that? Not amazing. Horrible. That the Daily Prophet doesn't know. The public at large do not know about yeah, these attacks. It's like this is one instance where I'm like, I think Lucius Malfoy is like in the right here because he's like the only parent who ever shows up to the school like to take preventative action. He's like, oh. But they're basically they do manage to like start talking about the heir and Goyle stupid or Goyle Harry asks like, oh, you don't know who it is, and perfect because Malfoy's like, I keep telling you no, I wish. And this is the point where I'm like, oh, so this was a complete waste of time. Yup. 
entirely a waste of time. The, their the their goal thing... was to confirm that Malfoy was the heir. Now, not only have they not done that, but they have no other leads. The only thing that they learn from this scenario is that this happened before this happened and someone before died. And Malfoy, and it becomes it becomes kind of relevant later that Malfoy's dad knows about it. Yeah, he wasn't there, but I assume he talked with other Death Eaters and like like he, some of them. There, there were some uh, students who went to school with Hog, with uh, Voldemort, and I assume knew about this. I think maybe. Well, no. When when they go back that in the memory, sense. Slughorn is talking, and he mentions some of his like posse by name, and they are Death Eaters. Yeah, yeah. I think like Bellatrix and things. I think that they were in school at the same time as Voldemort. No, Bellatrix was like same age roughly as like Sirius I think like right. in that bracket she's right. she's, she's younger young yeah but I do know that they do mention like Rodolphus maybe I don't know yeah like we do Karen. there there are some first gen death eaters who like were death eaters before they even finished school basically but death eaters before they the they, they their transformation starts to fade and they immediately sprint out which man it must have been awkward when uh Crab and Goyle got back and Thankfully, they picked the right targets because it's like, that was weird. You started looking all like your face was melting and you sprinted away. And they're like, huh? He's like, you were whatever. Fine. Why, why ain't you got shoes on, guys? <laughs> and they're like, uh. they do leave the shoes for them. Do they? Did they put them back? I didn't remember that. I think on the way out, they left the shoes in front of the closet. Was nice of them. Yeah, they're not. I didn't even if you that. know, if Harry and Ron are going to drug and kidnap a couple kids, they're not going to steal their shoes permanently. <laughs> they're like, shoes are expensive, man. Yeah, but they they sprint back to the bathroom and are like, Hermione, we got to tell you what happened. And I'm like, you want to? You got to tell her that this yeah. is all a waste of time. Yeah, I don't know why you're so excited. Your hot tip is that this has happened before, which you knew, and someone died, which that is new info. But that would just be like. I think that would just stress me out. I'd be like, oh, this is just going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So, and they try to tell her and she's like, uh, well, that's cool and all, but, um. So do, now I'm having, because I, ne I haven't reread this book as many times as the other books, mm -hmm. I have a moment where I'm like, did, so like, yes, Moaning Myrtle gets killed in, when the chamber was open the last time. Yes. But she couldn't have been the first and only attack, could she have? I have to assume so, because it's always been such a annoying coincidence that no one dies and everyone happens to be in an instance where they get petrified. I think it's, like, stretched to the point of not being believable. It would stretch it even further if 60 years ago people just happened to get petrified. I think this was probably, like, the first run, and she died, and then Tom Riddle was like, man, there are way easier ways to kill people than with a giant snake. Well, I think that they say that the reason why he doesn't do it, he doesn't, like, finish, is because he's like, oh, then I'd have to go live with the muggles, and I well, don't want to do yeah, that. that was it. And I think part of it, too, is, like, he happened to have a convenient scapegoat of Hagrid, and he might have been like, yeah, I'm going to end up getting caught if I keep doing this. Yeah, but that's why I think, like, it, it would make more sense, because they, they jump pretty fast to closing the school as soon as moaning myrtle dies mm -hmm. and that's just not in keeping with like the hogwarts we know well uh Kids dying it's fine 
Dumbledore was Think not the headmaster at the time. Say what you will about Armando Dippet. I think in this instance, he's like, oh, a student died and we don't know what killed it. Yeah, we got to close the school. I'm like, wow, that's a responsible decision to well, make. Well, it bothers me because they even mention, I think that the fact that there's less students around during Christmas break. Mm-hmm. I either, if, if I were in charge, I would either send all the, make all the kids go home and be like, sorry guys, you have to go home unless you don't have somewhere to go. And then we'll, we'll make like specific allowances for you to keep you like really super, super safe. And I would use the fact that this is like a low population time to do li- quite literally the most thorough investigation of the school that has ever been launched. I would scour it from top to bottom i would do like enchantments to like detect um yeah again we said like, dumbledore is like the best wizard of the century it is well within his power to figure this out and he just is like no it's, it's christmas guys don't i don't i'm do not gonna want, do anything on christmas it's my exercise day do you i, I can't do i got eggnog and... to drink okay okay dumbledore it's um it's april easter yeah like well hey but we do get a reveal for the end of the chapter hermione reveals that she has not turned into millicent bulstrode she has turned into millicent bulstrode's cat which she mentions it's not supposed to be used with animals which yeah. i guess one of the side effects is it seems to last longer than the other ones like it's not wearing well, they off. don't yeah they don't mention how she gets fixed but they do mention we'll, we'll just they take say, you to the hospital babe. yeah madame pomfrey doesn't ask a lot of questions why i would ask dumbledore doesn't care She'd go and be like, hey, I think a student, like, used Polyjuice Potion to turn into an animal. And he'd be like, oh, that's cool. What kind of animal? Was it, did they get something weird? It's a cat. He's like, oh, whatever. You know how many students I've seen turn into cats? Uh, I, actually, that's a note I had. Gonna get weird with it for a sec. Do you think that the magical furry community intentionally turns themselves into animals using Polyjuice Potion? Um, I would say probably not, because I'm sure that they're other better ways yeah but like is this it. the most authentic experience i don't know because i i don't know enough about it um but i can't imagine that your it would be like a consistent transformation mm. do you know what i mean yeah i just it, it occurred to me to think of that as like i bet wiz- wizards have like some really weird fetishes that they can indulge with their weird magic oh 100 percent but, they probably have things beyond our, our wildest imagination. Actually, I thought about that now. Once again, Hermione is out of commission. And I think it's pretty quick before she too gets petrified. So Hermione is basically mm. benched at this point. I think it's like pretty quick after she gets out of the hospital wing that she gets petrified. I think so. Because she is not present when they go talk to Arab. Gog. No. I think that she gets petrified at the end of the next chapter. Or the well, chapter because uh, I, I guess I can mention it now. We're near the end. Uh, the next two chapters we'll be doing are 13, The Very Secret Diary, and 14, Cornelius Fudge. I'm pretty sure when Cornelius Fudge shows up, she's already petrified. Yes. Yes, she has to be because Cornelius Fudge shows up to Hagrid's hut and he shows up because they need to take him away because there's been other attacks Mm. and harry and ron are there by themselves not with hermione yeah um although i i think they do kind of offset that that at the end of this book it's uh just harry and ron going into the chamber Mm -hmm. whereas in the third uh, third book conclusion ron is out of commission and it's just hermione and harry that's true 
That is true. But then in the next book, Hermione is in Harry are the, the two who... You talking about the fourth book? No, the third. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I thought you were talking about one. I thought you were talking about when no, Ron gets No, one a... was all three, I would yeah. count. I mean, they do get picked off as they go, but it's like one room. But That's then the fourth book, it's just Harry. Well, Cedric's there briefly. Oh, no. Yeah. But, anywho, I, I, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I, I it think just we, bothers me I think me we that, covered uh, this well. Yeah, I just think that it bothers me that Madame Pomfrey doesn't ask questions. And at this point, I think that it is 100% criminal that apparently the Daily Prophet, like, even if you could make the argument that, oh, they want it hushed up, like, maybe they don't want it to make it, like, a spectacle. Mm-hmm. The fact that seemingly none none of the public at large knows about the attacks going on at Hogwarts is I mean, just let's, insane. It bothers me so put, much. Put it into, like, mundane terms. You basically have some creature or person at large in the school who is putting students in comas and no one is taking any action to stop this thing or even identify it. Yeah. They're not, there's no, there's been no formal investigation launched. There's been no safety precautions. There's like, there is literally nothing mentioned whatsoever. The only thing they've done is, um, question Harry and Harry, again, his, the evidence against Harry is circumstantial at best. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like there's motivation, like there's like a motive and like reason for Malfoy to be behind it and... It just all points to Dumbledore being very aware of what's happening and doing nothing to stop it. Yeah. And I think that everybody gets off like really scot-free with the idea that, oh, well, they're just petrified. Nobody dies. But at the same time... But they're they're petrified for months and months on end. Something that um, I promised you I would bring up last night is that... Something that happens later on is that they mention that help is always available. <laughs> oh, to those who need it at Hogwarts? Unless you're petrified, in which case, you you can fucking rot in a bed for six months straight for all Dumbledore cares. Yeah. Um, unless you go into the murder dungeon, you don't get any help from Dumbledore. Like, I think he means help will be given at Hogwarts to those who need it. If you go into the murder dungeon, I want you to. Yeah, if you do exactly what I want. And it, it almost, a, a very, like, messed up part of my brain is like, oh. No, Dumbledore, it's... like, was helping the Basilisk because the fact that, ev- like, this all goes down and it's just so neat that nobody ends up dying, even though the, the circumstances, again, like, you have to push so much, like, like, Riddle doesn't care about not killing people. Mm. What the fuck does he give a shit about it? But, like, the fact that it almost make, feels like Dumbledore was there the whole time, fully aware of what was going on, and was like, I'm just going to, like, soften it a little bit and just keep making it so that, like, there's always something available to, like, yeah, make it, it so they're petrified instead like, of dying. You, He seems to make the point later when he explains his actions that, like, he wanted to, like, kind of test Harry, but, like... He already, he already did your dungeon last year. Like you gotta, you gotta do anything. Yeah, and they, this whole book, Dumbledore just does nothing. It it almost like they it, it's a it's Fucking a formatting. Fox does it's more a, than Dumbledore. It's a formatting thing, but in the chapter, in the beginning of the chapter, when um, 
Dumbledore is explaining about Fox, mm-hmm. one of the things that he mentions about phoenixes is that they make very faithful pets. And the word faithful is italicized. Mm. It's because he's putting emphasis on the idea of like faithfulness. And it's almost like, in my mind, I'm like, he's like already like trying to indoctrinate Harry that above all else, he needs to be faithful and loyal to Dumbledore to a fault for why? I don't know. It's not like Dumbledore well, it shows any... Dumbledore doesn't just want faith. He specifically wants blind faith. Yeah, like, he wants if Dumbledore blind loyalty. were acting in this book in a method that would inspire confidence, that's one thing. But he's not acting in any way to inspire anything other than doubt. Yeah, but that's the thing. The way... When I was younger, I remember... <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, I can't believe that they want Dumbledore to leave. But as an adult reading this, I'm like, yeah, that's, of course they want Dumbledore to leave. That's, like, that's he's literally that, fucking like, doing nothing. I feel like with hindsight reading through more analytically this time, in the fifth book, kind of when Harry's all mad at Dumbledore, I'm always like, stop being so mean to Dumbledore. I feel like when I get to that point, I'm going to be like, no, you should be madder at Dumbledore. Yeah. But, I, well, we got we to gotta well, save some of this. But yeah. Things, things are only... I say this at the end of every episode. Things are only going to get worse. Though I think that when we get to five, I think that um, you and I might become at odds because I'm always very, um, I'm always very sympathetic to Harry's plight in five. Um, I I am to a degree. I I feel for him, man. His life sucks. My big thing I come to with Harry's state of mind in five is that it's completely manufactured by Dumbledore. But anywho... (laughs) Uh, thank you for joining us for the Third Floor Corridor. Uh, next time we'll be doing chapters 13 and 14, which was The Very Secret Diary and Cornelius Fudge. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we look forward to you joining us next week. Bye! Bye.